two publishing by the numbers it is uh, somewhere in March by this point, as you guys well know, we record these ahead of time. So I'm looking at my schedule and I, I believe that this one's going to go out on about March 5th ish. I am hoping by then it is much warmer than it is today. So I'm going to mm -hmm. pretend that I'm in March. I'm going to be very zen about the whole thing. And welcome to March. It is episode it. 21. And we're going to talk about conferences, seminars, and symposiums, which is kind of like lions, tigers, and bears. And we're going to be talking about these things and associations you can join and that kind of stuff all month. We have some really exciting people who are coming in to talk with us. And I'm, I'm excited about the whole thing. And with me today, I have my two exciting and amazing co-hosts, CJ and Aya. Hello, CJ. Hello, everyone. Hi. And Virginia. Now, most of you know this before she says hi. Virginia ditched us for like three episodes last month because we were talking about romance. And now she is back and she is going to pour out wisdom upon you. So those of you who have been missing her, her dulcet tones, Virginia <laughs> is back. Say hi, Virginia. Hello. Hello. <laughs> what can I add more to that amazing introduction? <laughs> I, I, I do try. I do try. Oh, goodness. It is it, it is good to be back together with the three of us. Uh, we miss Virginia when she's gone. Um, and we're going to jump right into our topic at hand. So there are a lot of different things that you can do as a self-publisher, as an author, to do marketing, to engage in education. And we wanted to talk about some of that today. So I'm going to go to Virginia first and say, what is a conference? And is there a difference between a conference and a convention or a symposium? Or there's so many names for them. Are they all the same thing or are they more different? -er? Okay. <clears throat> because Jenna is the source of all knowledge, she actually gave me some cheat notes so that I can explain in a comprehensive, in an understandable way, what, what are the differences. So conferences, so those are really large events and uh, it's uh, usually surrounding a subject or a type of employment focused on opportunities to learn new information uh, or craft and network. Um, conventions, so these are also large events um, they surround a fandom or all the subject matter, bringing people together to share information and products. And often conventions are more focused on sharing passion about the subject than uh, specifically coming to learn. And then final, finally, symposiums. So this is a conference or meeting designed to discuss a particular subject. So these traditionally are scholastic and at one time uh, it revolved around collections of essays or papers applied to the subject and uh, actually it wasn't finally with a symp symposium then finally with seminars oh well we are not so finally with seminars we also also have webinars sorry so seminars <laughs> a group of uh, this is a group of students studying under a lecturer or a set of lecturers uh, who specialize in the subject matter and finally i'm just checking that i haven't forgotten anything webinars so it's it's like the same as the um seminars but they are held online and with you know covid these are so it's part of our daily you know life now uh with webinars yeah so, and, and a lot of those things almost all of them 
can and have been moved online. Um, some some of them temporarily, some of them permanently. So we do get others. It's just it's it's funny. Conferences and conventions and that kind of thing didn't get a cool name like webinar. They're not web conferences. That they're still just conferences that happen to be held online. But webinars has its own name, which is why it it got a a thing in the crib notes. But the reason I wanted Virginia to do that, besides the fact that it's fun to tease Virginia. Um, was because you're gonna hear all of these different names and you can see that their similarities run through all of them. They tend to be focused around a subject, but sometimes it's different what kind of education you're going to get there or why you might go. So a, a conference, those are very often very business focused. Uh, my husband goes out to a conference for IT directors to learn all about new software that is coming into their specific business with the Department of Health every single year. And it's really a conference because it's very focused on that business aspect um, as, com as compared to a convention and some of the, um, like, like Comic-Con, uh, that, that is the comics convention. It's in San Diego every year. It is huge. And it's a whole bunch of fans getting together to be nerdy. That, that is the whole point of that convention. And yes, there's a vendor place where you can go and buy stuff and there's courses you can go to. But a lot of it is listening to, you know, let's contrast Star Wars and Star Trek because we can and it will be fun. And, and it's very focused on that shared sense of fandom. Um, it may or may not have a focused business purpose or a focused learning purpose, which can be a little bit different from seminars and symposiums where you really are going there for education. Um, and, and you might find people that share your fandom or whatever, but that's not usually what it's there for. It's, it's education. So CJ, do you want to talk just a little bit about the last uh, conference that we just went to? I do. Absolutely. Jana and I got to attend Superstars. And this was this particular conference was actually founded by uh, Kevin J. Anderson, um, James Owen, um, David Farland. There are a couple other people who actually have have recently passed away. Um, but but these folks, they were they all got together several several years ago um, as they were learning the the craft of writing and of publishing and trying to navigate mainly traditional publishing. And uh, as they were navigating traditional publishing, what they found was that when they shared trade secrets and when they shared information such as what are you getting on your contract, what does this contract stipulate, who is your agent, uh, what they found was that when they helped each other and lifted each other rather than treating each other as direct competition, they were able to form this great author community um, where, where they could could really benefit one another and make sure that they were navigating their their business side of, of just being an author and a writer and a creator correctly. Um, so um, there were just some beautiful founders of this Superstars Conference, and the goal really was to share trade secrets, to not have secrets, to be able to help one another, whether it came to the craft of writing, whether it came to how to do your taxes, uh, financial planning for authors, um, how to look at contracts, how to now as we're moving into the indie side of things, and that has become more prevalent in the last decade, you know, how do, how do people transition from trade um, and traditional publishing to indie publishing. So there's been so much uh, development within superstars, but the basis of it is learning the writing side and the business side, 
finding people who are in your tribe and who know more than you do so that you can learn from them. And then for those who know a ton, like, like Kevin, um, just to be able to share and give back to these other authors in the same way that so many authors before him, um, like, uh, like Dean Kuntz, uh, were able to give to him. And so it's a really uplifting experience. It's a beautiful superstars to go to. It's a place where it's not too big yet. If I'm being honest, that a lot of times you'll go to these conferences and you'll have anywhere from 700 to, to 2000 people, sometimes more. It just really depends on where you go. Um, and this one, it, it wasn't too big. It was great because you're able to really get to know people. You're able to talk with industry professionals. You can take advantage of, of what they know and, and network, make great connections, possibly find some jobs. Um, and at the end of the day, you are really finding your people, uh, because being an author and a writer is a very solitary endeavor. Sometimes it's really important that you connect with people who are doing what you do so that you're avoiding the mistakes that normally people make in this industry. And you're learning from those who know more than you do, because in this industry, especially on the indie side, um, what you'll find is everyone really wants to give back. So it's really important that you guys attend these types of conferences. Now, something that I, Jana and I have found over the years is that when you first start going to conventions or to conferences and you're a newbie, it's going to be a water hose of information. It's so much being thrown at you. And it's really important that you focus on where you're at and what you need, because all of that information is going to be hard to absorb. So focus on the classes and the courses that you can implement and utilize now, because that's going to help you the most. Um, and then you'll find that as you continue to go to these Lots of things that they present will probably be review for you, um, but there's always going to be something new, especially because everyone in this industry is paying attention to the way it evolves and they're bringing new material to you. How does, you know, artificial intelligence apply to this scenario? What are we doing with audiobooks? So there are all of these great new little nuggets of information that you can learn, but hopefully the more that you continue to do this, the less of a water hose <laughs> effect you're having. And it eventually begets it eventually gets more streamlined and, and narrowed because you're you're learning so much as you go and it's not quite um quite the learning curve that it was when you first started out. But but you're learning and you're networking, and it's just really, really great to do that. So that's something that Jana and I um really enjoyed at Superstars was the the new things that we were learning. Um, gratifying to know that there were so many things we already did know. Yay for us, we've learned. Um, and then just meeting some really great people. Plus, Jana and I got to room together, and that was ridiculously fun. Uh, but Jana, what are your thoughts on Superstars? Do you have anything to say about that? Um, one of my thoughts is that, you know, listeners, if you're really, really good to us, then maybe we'll drop CJ's video of doing karaoke night onto our <laughs> Facebook page to, to, to join the uh, hippopotamus for Christmas the and the Japanese toilet. <laughs> the, the, this was, the, there was Britney Spears, y'all. It, it, it was. was, it was pretty amazing. And you're um, welcome. It, it was it was good stuff um yeah and, and i had a good time uh like we say it's always interesting to go and see what is review and what isn't and what kinds of things they focused on um and, and every conference will have different focuses at different times so here um as cj mentioned a couple of the founders for superstars have passed away in recent years and um it was a reminder to everybody that we needed to have our financial houses in order 
And this is really important to you as self, you know, self-published authors is what happens when you go. And it wasn't something that it, it's funny how things will will kind of trigger a this conference is going to be focused on these things because they brought in people that were specialized on taxes and specialized on finances and everything so that we could kind of peek forward and say, well, what do I, what, where do our rights go? How, how do we make sure everything passes cleanly to our estate when we're not here anymore? So those were some of the, the best classes for me was that reminder of. The things I don't want to do, but I should do because it's going to make life much, much easier for those around us. Mm-hmm. And, and we did have fun. The whole roommate thing is really, really fun. I think one of the other benefits of going to conferences in general is that it is a time when you do not have to be all of the other yous. And, and what I mean there is I am a wife and I am a mother and I'm a house cleaner and I'm an author coach and I am this and I am that. And, and there are many, many roles in my life. And when I go to a conference, I am able to put a whole bunch of those, thanks to a very understanding family, on a shelf and say, for the next week, I do not have to be Mommy Jana. I do not have to be the person who opens the dog, the door for the dog. I don't have to be any of those things. And I'm just going to focus on this part of my career and my life and really engage with that person and with what I want. And that can be a huge benefit. So going back to Virginia, all right, here, here we go. Question time. If you had a bunch of conferences in front of you, because there are lots of them, y'all, they, they last all year, pretty much December doesn't have as many because holidays, but starting January on, if you wanted to, you could find a conference to attend every single weekend and sometimes multiple in one week. So if you had a bunch of conferences in front of you and you had to choose what you were going to go to, what kind of criteria would you apply to say, this is what I'm going to go to and this is what I'm not going to go to? Because you, you love a good organization. So how would you organize that? So uh, just uh, because, you know, you guys know I'm a planner. So before I do anything, uh, I need to know what's my goal of doing something. Uh, admittedly, there's sometimes that you there's no goal at all. Like, if you want to binge watching Alexander Skarsgård, who I haven't mentioned for a very long time, I like to tell him that I haven't forgotten him. I'm still yearning for him, all those things. But anyway, so back uh, sidetracked. Set, set, set but anyway, um, <clears throat> I am a planner. So whatever I do, professionally at least, I like to have a goal, an objective. So when you choose the conferences, you need to first decide what's your What's the objective? What's the reason for you to go there? It's uh, <clears throat> it is really a good opportunity to get away from your daily, uh, all your the roles that the Jenna mentioned. But you, you, I do not go to a conference unless I know what's what I want to get out of it. So depending on my goal, is it networking? Is it learning? Is it uh promoting my own books what is the goal and then i will choose the uh the uh, uh the conference or the seminar um and because there are so many of them there is also a budget involved so you need to think about you need to plan ahead of time do you have the budget to attend all of them uh just a few of them and if it's just a few of them, then you need to check the, uh, you know, the uh, the panels who are presenting, who will be there, the size of it, uh, and depending on where you are at in your career, then you can decide 
which one will have more uh, priority uh, and which one you can maybe do the next year or later on. So, And sometimes even if the cost is nothing, remember that your time is worth something um, because the, the, the one thing that I find that is sometimes a detriment with conferences is going to conferences can be a way to procrastinate working. Because if you're learning about writing, then you're obviously engaged in your business, right? But if all you do is learn about writing and you never write, then you're not actually helping yourself. And we see that a lot where people are like, well, if I just, I'll just keep doing all these things until I have learned enough, whatever enough is. And then, then I'm going to write. And so we want to encourage you to say these things can be really great, but don't let them become a distraction to getting the work done because we got to get the work done too, or, or these are not as helpful, which leads me into another part of conferences that is really, really fun. And CJ, what is networking? Networking is that glorious activity that many an introvert fear <laughs> where where you actually uh you know go to these conferences and you start getting to know all of the different people there um and and the networking involves uh discussing what you do discussing what they do seeing if you can collaborate on projects seeing if maybe you can help them and they can help you in different ways um it's all about business connections um sometimes it's all about friendship connections as well but the networking really helps you broaden I think your field of expertise simply because you get to know people again who know more than you do and that honestly when it comes to networking I, I have two goals I want to get to know people who know more than I do because that's the quickest quickest path to learning for me is to to be where they are and to do what they're doing um and then that second goal is is that friendship collaboration promotion all kind of under that same same area um you're going to connect with people who will change your life right then or later for the better you never know um but the people that you learn from the friendships that you cultivate, whether it's, and the relationships, whether personal or business professional, they're really quite beautiful. I am, I am friends and have worked with people that I met over six or seven years ago. And, you know, it's interesting how we may not talk for months or even years, but then you get a call from someone out of the blue saying, Hey, Hey, CJ, how's it going? And you just jump right back into that flow of being friends and knowing where you're both at, you know, and then they're saying, could you do me a favor or and, and you always say yes, by the way, I mean, boundaries, obviously. But when when you have opportunities to help others and they're asking you for favors, just know that that you will then have opportunities to to ask for favors as well. This is a how can I help industry, I think, um, and also a how can I help others learn industry. And so with all of this networking happening, you're really able to achieve a lot of the goals that you set out to achieve on a personal and professional level. And you can also help others do that as well. So that to me is what networking is. Does anyone else want to chime in on that? Any other thoughts? Um, <clears throat> not specifically about networking, but I think it's really important to get you advice from the right people so and you get the right people at those conferences they are experts in their field so um you, uh, you know like 
like CJ mentioned, I, I, I've worked in a lot of different industries and I've never found a, a industry that's so collaborative. Um, it, actually, I think when I started, I, it really surprised me. What do you mean you're not hiding what you're doing? I mean, what do you mean you're sharing with me what you're doing? Like it's it, it was a strange coming from a more, you know, competitive driven, very cutthroat industry. Um, I was like, this is weird, but uh, you know, you get used to it quite quite quickly because kindness and collaboration, that's that just makes you days better it's just as simple as that you know rather than being like constantly how i can screw my competitors you don't mm-hmm. see the your peers as your competitors you see them as your collaborators who you can work with you can progress with so at those kind of conferences that this is the kind of people and you want to meet people who are better than you so that you can improve uh and so that at at this kind of events you can meet people who are expert in their field, and they are not going to look down at you. They are, they are, they are really willing to help you to, you know, to um, because they know that we all have our own uh, skill sets. We all have our own knowledge and expertise, and then it's not because they are expert in one field that they can't they can't learn from you or from another field. So it's again that really collaborative aspect that I really I think it's really um enhanced when you attend a event like that live versus you know virtually because you can do you can also do networking virtually, but it's it's not the same. You know the the human touch the 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 feel it it's just not the same so I think that's what I want to add and then the get the advice from the right people this is really important because you know you might you might be say you might be doing a course right and you might be there's some live uh, live webinars and then your your fellow students are learning as well and they are giving providing you tax advice legal advice. Be very careful where you're getting those advice from. Uh, if it's just from Google, I mean, I love Google, you know, I'm not best friend, but this is for very technical topics like legal matters, tax matters, you need to get from the experts. You can't just like listen to someone who's Google for the past half an hour and give you a, you know, a Wikipedia summary of what's the law on copyright. So it that's why those those events are also great because you get to learn from the experts. So, um, you know, we, we've talked about going and learning from the experts, but is there ever an opportunity to like be part of them? Can can you do things at conferences besides be a learner? So let, let's talk a little bit about if you want to make that jump from, hey, I'm just coming to attend, what are the kinds of things you can do at a conference that is making you more part of it? This might be uh, vendor rooms, things like that. Or, you know, when do you make that jump to being a presenter? You know, we've said learn from people better than you, but we are all an expert in our own fields. So when you feel like you have something to offer, is there a way to do this? Anybody want to take a a whack at other things we can do with conferences? CJ unmuted, so. 
Absolutely. Um, you do have opportunities to, uh, in this field, uh, again, a, a lot of what we do is to help. And, and, and some people might not like the word volunteer, but a lot of times we volunteer. Yes, you can have uh, paid speaking engagements and gigs, um, but a lot of times getting your foot in the door will require you to actually just say, hey, I have something on this subject. I see that there may be a bit of a hole here where I haven't seen a lot of this topic presented. I think that I could help teach it. Um, can I do it? Can I do it for free? Can I assist with something? Um, other times as you get more well-known, people will come to you and offer to pay you to talk at these conferences. Um, but when you're first starting out, it, it, it really is ideal to just talk to the people running these conventions, these conferences, and, and saying, hey, this is what I know. This is how I can help your audience, your community, and your group of people attending. Um, is there room for me? What can I do? And, and then by doing that, you can actually um, really nail down presentations. So you could have one or two presentations at a conference. You could then be on panels at a conference where you are talking with industry professionals and giving advice. And the nice thing about that is it gives you exposure. It exposes what you know. It exposes um, how you know it, how you can help people. And if you are running a business and you do have services that you can provide to authors, it also lets them know that. So if let's say that you are a great editor and you've got some great presentations and thoughts on a particular type of editing and how authors should be approaching that specific topic, that's definitely a presentation that you could create. Uh, you could you could present to people. You could be on panels about editing. Um, and then you can also discuss the types of services that you offer in the future. So by giving back to the community, you're, you're really allowing others to know what it is you do. And... Um, and obviously, you know, your services are not free. So that's how you make a living, obviously. But at the same time, you're still able to give these presentations and to to it's marketing, really. It's it's that aspect of of I'm giving back, but I'm marketing in a way. Um, so taking the opportunity to do that is really quite helpful. And then when you are on that staff and you are a presenter, you're also hobnobbing with all of the other presenters, which I mean, again, they're going to be experts in their field. And it's good for you to be around those folks and to make those connections. So uh, those are just a few items off the top of my head that I can think about. What are your thoughts, Jana? Um, I think one of the things you said early on was volunteer. A lot of these places need staff and, mm -hmm. and not just presenters, but it takes an army to make all of this work. Um, I was on the committee for the League of Utah Writers Quills Conference and their prequels conference for several years. And my job was the food and running the green room. Um, because these are skills I already have, and, and it doesn't have really anything to do with my authoring business, but I'm a caterer, and I like making food, and I like making people happy. So I got assigned to do all the work with the hotel to make sure that there were going to be meals there, that we were going to have vegetarian options, that we were going to have all those things. And then the green room is the room where the staff hangs out. It's where the presenters come. And so it was my job to make sure that we had cookies and that we had sodas and that we had coffee and that we had all of those things, because that's kind of one of the benefits of being a presenter is you get access to the green room, which goes back to the theater days where the green room is the backstage room where you, you keep all your snacks. So being a volunteer can also be a way where you get to meet people. You might be the one who's driving the guests of honor back and forth to the airport. And, and it's you in a car full of really important people in your field that you can talk to all the way back and forth to the airport. Um, so volunteering can be a big thing. 
Um, it shows people that you're engaged. And then when you say, oh, I also have a presentation, it's a lot easier to move from volunteer status up. And often, big, big not secret here, volunteers get in for less. Um, most of these conferences, especially the really uh, big ones in the industry, will cost you several hundred dollars in conference fee, plus all of your lodging and travel. And so if you can have your conference free waived because you're willing to keep time in a room and hold up a sign that says five minutes, 10 minutes, halfway done, whatever, then you can get you can be part of that. Um, and then the other thing is the vendor room. Uh, very often conferences will have a bookstore or another vendor room that will have all of the big names books in it. But there's very often space for um, an individual author to bring some books in or to hire a table and on your table you can sell all sorts of cool stuff. So it is a there is a direct sales opportunity there if it's close enough that you can drive your books there. Don't try to fly with a whole bunch of books. It, it's hard and heavy and airports are big and there's a lot of walking involved. Um, ask me how I know. So so there, there's some opportunities there. Virginia, did we miss anything? No, I think you covered uh, pretty much everything. I think, again, it's about give first before you take. So it is very much a win-win uh, relationship. It's not like I, I, you know, I take some and then you lose, then I win, you, you, you lose, right? It's very much win-win. And in order to have that, because when we start, we're pretty much a nobody. We have to make a name. We have to get, you know, get out there so volunteering it not just for that but in life in general it's great it's really really great if anything just get your name out there it's a great opportunity to you know to uh that you would like if you have to spend money on advertising you it's 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 to to a cold audience whereas there you're already with your peers you're already with people in the industry if you can get your face your name out there and build that trust then that's really great way to start expose yourself to the others and say hey i'm 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 in this i'm interested i'm uh, i'm happy to help uh, but uh, I also have my own thing. So like CJ said, marketing, it's volunteering. It's a form of marketing. Know what what are your skills and offer something of value, um, you know, uh, something that you're good at. So it, it doesn't necessarily have to be related to this business. Like Jenna said, you know, it could be catering, it could be, you know, helping getting the uh the invitees list organized or something like that but what you want to do is to make the organizers life easier not harder so think what you can you are good at and how you can make it um valuable for the organizers all right so one more thing that i want to hit on before we we move off to our moments of irrelevancy which i'm sure you are all waiting with bated breath to know what's irrelevant about us today um let's talk a little bit about online conferences um a lot of conferences started online some moved there because of covid some are still online and some kind of do the hybrid thing where you can attend on you can attend in person or virtually. So let's talk a little bit about some of the benefits of online, um, why you would or wouldn't want to attend an online conference, and how is that any different from face-to-face -face conferences? And either one of you, 
Go fight over it. All right. I'm jumping in V <laughs> ninja style. Um, I think for me, just with, with four kids, if there's a conference that I really, really want to go to, I mean, scheduling wise, it is tough business. And I think that the biggest benefit for me when it comes to that scenario is that I can, I can just attend when I want to, or I can, I can go back to the recordings because quite often they will allow you to, to purchase the recordings, especially if it's a free event for like 65 bucks, you can buy all of the recordings and then watch them when you want to. Um, and then there's always some nice little freebies or discounts that they'll throw in or package deals that they'll, they'll throw in. And so for me, it's so much easier with four kids and full-time work to just be able to hop online when it's convenient for me to actually listen to them live or to listen to the recordings of them. So I think that's that's the major one for me. What about you, V? What are you thinking? Uh, yeah, so I can be a little bit antisocial. So that actually works really nicely. So, you know, uh, Jenna mentioned at the beginning, uh, no, that was CJ uh, talking about the introverts. Uh, so for some of those who, who are, really not com feeling comfortable in a big audience and uh and the, the the screen is a little bit your shield you know you don't have to go and mingle and i but it, it's a hard change like personally i used to hate those conferences because i hate talking to other people uh it's just yeah but it has changed. It definitely has changed. And now I'm like the first at, out there trying to mingle and trying to, you know, to see how I can contribute. Because again, this is about, you know, uh, ex uh, bring exposure to to your books, to your 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 name, and if you have a business, uh, to to your to the services that you might be offering. So, um, but you know. If you're really busy, time poor, and also like some of those co big conferences that you want to attend are maybe not in your country. Uh, it might be too expensive to travel there. Uh, to so, you know, there are great online uh, uh, seminars. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, uh, yeah, like CJ said, it's and it's not that expensive, sixty-seven dollars, ninety-seven dollars, and you can. It's like thirty different. Uh, topics it's you can learn heaps um but just a word of warning because it's not that expensive be careful with the uh buying uh, like webinars and it's just sitting there doing nothing because there's a lot of content and then I'm I'm guilty of that. I'm like, oh, this looks amazing. So I'm going to buy it. And then I haven't touched, you know, like months later. And then I realized, oh, but like, wh what did I do with that? Like nothing. So just be aware of that. I have a list of the things you buy. See, list planning. This is so important. Uh, have a list of things that you bought, you purchased um and then just keep keep an eye on that because sometimes i buy things twice because mm -hmm. i i forgot i bought it so yeah so that's the kind of the downside but um but i think they're great if you're really time poor and maybe having some budget uh, constraint as well um uh, yeah i i think that sometimes online is not as easy for networking as well because very often online is 
like a Zoom call where one person is presenting and you don't have the ability to grab somebody and stop in the hallway and have a conversation. Um, I know some of these the online conferences will do breakout rooms where you can kind of have that, but I do think that the networking is it's a little trickier online. And, and like Dee says, totally, utterly guilty. I, I realized just yesterday, I, I was digging through some stuff, and I had bought this whole writer's conference pack about two years ago, and everything in it had expired. And I had only listened to one of the things. And it was it's easy to justify because you'll say, well, it's only 47 bucks. For 47 bucks, I can go ahead and buy it now and listen later. V is totally right. V is always right. You should plan it and say, even if I can't attend it live, when am I going to do this? And if you can't put a when on your calendar, it's probably not worth your time um, and your $47 because my mine was $67. And of everything that was on there, the only thing that hasn't expired was one book that somebody was giving away for free. So I paid $67 for a book, y'all. Um, yeah, it's probably a really good book. Have I even cracked it? No, because I've been busy and I let this become a thing. So so the planning of when you're going to consume the material is really, really important. Also, the other online thing that I will say that is a con is, you know, we mentioned when you leave home, you can go and be presenter you, you can go and be author you. If I am home at the computer, even if the door is shut, my adorable child will still come and stand at the door and ask me for things, which does kind of break me back out of conference mode, or it's really easy to justify, well, I'm just going to skip this class and go help my daughter. And by the time I get back to the online conference, I've now missed a lot of things. So it can be great, but also you may want to look at the benefits of attending in person sometimes just because it gets you out of the house <laughs> and away from everything else so you can't be distracted. Um, so th there's some pros and cons there. So I think that gives us a good introduction. We'll talk a little bit more about these things and some, some of the different uh, conferences you can attend over the next month. In the show notes, we'll list some of our favorites and feel free in the comments to let us know which ones we have missed that we should know more about. Um, because very often someone will go, oh yes, have you ever been to such and such a con? And I'm like, oh, I don't know about such and such a con. I, I wish to know more. So if you know about conferences that we really should be doing or, or consider attending, uh, let us know in the comments because we would love to come and visit. And, and, and you know, big secret, Dee might be planning a conference for us at some point here, but that, that's totally on the down low. Don't tell her that I told you. <laughs> All right. So unless anybody else has anything they want to add to that. You have been gone for three weeks, and we must know over the last month what has happened in your world and how irrelevant is it to everything else? Uh, I think, uh, uh, yeah, because I've, I've been gone for a few weeks, I think so it's important that I make a few statements. First of all, uh, Valentine's Day was, I think, yesterday for you guys, uh, two days ago for me. This was, this is just a hell day for me. I hate that day. I hate seeing all those roses. I hate seeing all those chocolate in the shops. And I'm just waiting for the next day so that I can get some good deals with chocolate. <laughs> so that's right. the thing. That's the, right. You know, CJ can relate. So that's the first thing. Yes. Second thing, I've been gone so far. So I, I've been, I, I haven't been on those calls for a while. So I think it's important, very important. 
to tell Alexander Skarsgård that I'm here, I'm around, I'm, uh, I love you. Uh, just, I, I, you know, it's not because I haven't mentioned your name that I don't have you in the four, forefront of my thoughts. So um, I'm, I'm yours. Um, I'm willing, able, available, everything. So that's the second statement. And the irrelevant thing is, so I'm obviously no longer a teenager, even though I know you think that I'm still in my 20s, but uh, the reality is I'm not. Uh, and I've never had acne issues. Uh, like maybe I had like one thing there, one thing there in my entire life, and that's it. Now that I'm in my old age, I don't know what's going on. I'm be having acne issues. <laughs> and it's driving me crazy. So I went down the rabbit hole of acting, acne healing remedies. So I put a lot of stuff on my face. You can't really see it. And that's the beauty of Zoom because I'm a little bit blurred and there's like a holo on top of me. So it's all great. But I mean, I'm, I'm like having those, I can't feel it. It's, it's, it's there and it's there. And I've, put patches on, cream on, like serum, and oh my God. So guys, if you have something to do with, you know, like like magic remedy about acne, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a taker. And then I'm having acne to a spot that I didn't know that you could have acne. For example, on my butt cheek. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of acne on a butt cheek? I I have, yes. <laughs> I have never heard I mean, of it. Butt acne happens. It just, it's a thing. It does. It happens. I, I it thrilled me I, that you have been introduced to the world of butt acne. Uh, welcome. Welcome and congratulations. It's, it's so wrong. Anyway, so that was, I think that was my irrelevant. So I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I, I take any advice or remedies that you guys have. Uh, please leave me a note in the comments because I'm, uh, I'm desperate. I put a lot of stuff on my, on my skin. I was going to say my face, but no, it's not just on my face. It's always also on my butt. So anyway, I think let's, <laughs> let's segue to Jenna. What do you have for, for us? I, I don't know how I even begin to top that. Um, let's see, I was going to talk about my poor nephew, but but his his acne issues are nowhere <laughs> near as impressive. So I, I will actually talk about something that's relevantly irrelevant. So something that I did for the conference, and I do this at conferences really, really frequently. Um, and this is a good outreach for those of you who feel shy, feel like you have nothing to talk about. How do I approach people? All right, here, here's my secret, guys. This is Wolf. And Wolf is much braver than I am. And, and at my last conference, it was Cookie, who is a stuffed animal that of my daughter's. But um, I tend to take a stuffed toy with me because sometimes it's much, much easier to say, hey, you famous person, can I get a picture of you with the stuffed toy versus can, can I talk to you and, and ask God for all this information? Because after you break the ice with the stuffed toy, the rest of the conversation tends to flow really, really naturally because they'll want to know, you know, 
what's the history behind the stuffed toys? So if I can say, oh, this is this is my daughter's. So so for the last conference, my daughter sent her stuffed toy cookie, who is now in the other room, with me because she was very concerned that I was going away off by myself and I needed a defender. So Cookie is kind of this little pig cat thing, and and Cookie was supposed to keep me safe and meet all the really nice people. So Cookie became this really great way to get pictures and then talk to people. And Wolf has come with me to several conferences, same kind of thing. It's very easy to introduce people to Wolf because he's adorable. I and and no, nope. Isn't he cute? Are you, yeah, he is very yeah. cute. Are you serious? Are you serious? I, I take stuffed animals to all of my conferences and I get pictures of, because I don't really love being in a lot of those pictures. And they'll say, let's do a selfie. And I'm like, no, let's take a picture with my cute little stuffed animal. And, and then I keep track of all of them. And it is always an easy icebreaker because yeah. nobody can resist Wolf no, or, or Cookie or other cute stuffed animals. This is a really big difference between this industry and the any other in, industry you've been to. I mean, if I did something like that, they, they're going like security <laughs> oh yeah, this this would never work. This is only works in certain fandoms and certain industries. In the the self publishing world, the stuffed animal always works. But the idea is solid. Sometimes you need to come up with a gimmick or a thing that is your icebreaker. And and for me, yeah, it's hauling around a stuffed animal. I, I have a little monkey that I'll take to Life, the Universe, and everything this weekend, um, because it, it's that icebreaker. It's that thing where you can go, oh, here's a similarity. And in fact, one of the gentlemen that I met at Superstars, the reason he wanted to talk to me was because he had just bought a little rabbit stuffy for his daughter, and I had my daughter's stuffy. And so we had instant bonding over, well, we both have kids who love stuffed animals, which turned into an opportunity to write for him for an anthology that he's got coming up. And, and it was really easy to break the ice because it was, oh, we both are carrying around these funny stuffed animals because we both have children in our lives who we love and we have the stuffed animals. So, so I think, you know, relevantly irrelevant is what stuffed animal, what gimmick are you going to take when you go to these conferences? Because it really does help the introvert inside of you to be able to have that, you know, additional line of defense that is here. Talk, talk, talk to the stuffed wolf. Talk to the wolf, and and then you can <laughs> you can move it to something else. So now now that I have introduced that strange line of things, CJ, oh CJ, what is your irrelevant moment? And okay. Wolf will just sit here and oh. listen to you. This is slight. Well, this is far more serious in nature, but it happened. It happened yesterday. We got a hazmat alert on our phones and basically um, about 20 minutes away, just down I-10, there was a massive chemical spill because a, a huge truck crashed. The driver was killed, which is extremely sad. And there is a huge nitric acid cloud hovering now and spreading out in a circular motion um, and it's all yellow and fuzzy. It hasn't reached us over here yet, but school was canceled. Um, everybody has to shelter in place. <clears throat> we have to turn off our ACs and, and heaters and all of that. And it's actually quite cold here right now. I woke up to snow in Southern Arizona this morning. This, this does not happen very often, by the way. Um, and so uh, yeah, right now, and and they've had to divert traffic on the I-10 through our little Marianne Cleveland Road, 
Uh, and so we're just seeing massive freeway traffic. So they, they, they canceled school for several reasons. One of them being they don't want teenagers driving on this road where all of the truckers, tired truckers are now being diverted to and, you know, possibly causing more accidents. So just kicking it here in the house, not allowed to go anywhere as we watch the news and see this cloud spreading <laughs> outward. And it's only a mile from us now. So we're all just kind of inside waiting, um, hoping that it will disperse. The problem is the wind is so bad that it's just blowing it out everywhere. And so we're all just kind of like, ah. um, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I don't know who the driver of the truck was who passed away, but my thoughts and prayers go out to that family who lost that individual because it's just been rough. And then, and then thanks to all of the emergency people who showed up, police, firefighters, everybody, everyone there, you're killing it out there with everything you're doing. Cause this has been, this has been really hard for a lot of people. There are gas stations open for the truck drivers. Um, there's so many things that people are trying to do just to get people off the road and sheltered in place and out of that cloud. So anyway, that, that happened last night and today and my children, of course, they don't necessarily understand the severity of it. So when I talk to them to see how they're doing, cause they're at their dad's JJ was like, no school. woohoo! And then click, he was done. And I was like, all right, good bonding time solid talk so anyway that's what's happening over here folks but uh all things that i'll probably put in a book later on because this was not even something i knew could happen so there you go oh, i'm you so go. glad that my uh butt acne went first because <laughs> i know that no, no one can follow that note there, there's just no way we have butt acne and, and yeah clouds of yellow animals and yeah, and, yeah. and she's got post post apocalyptic yeah. spread of giant mushroom you. clouds going on. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, a book. that's a good place to leave the to leave the call. I think. Oh yeah, I think we better wrap this up. Thank you everybody for joining us. You can find the show in the show notes at www.elantumdigital.com and follow the podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast distributor. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us all and leave us a review. Thanks, y'all. We'll see you later. Bye, Bye guys.